1 Peter chapter 3 tonight. And uh, so tonight we're going to start a series for the next couple of Sunday nights. We're going to do a series uh, on the blessed life. Uh, I felt stirred. I was like, God, you know what? Help us, direct us as a church. And one of the keys to, uh, you know, us growing is understanding the blessing of God. Understanding, you know what, the blessing of God. So I want to preach a series the next coming of nights uh, from tonight onwards on the blessed life. How many of us want to be blessed? Oh, yep. Amen. If you want to be blessed, you know what? I'm telling you, God is in the house and He wants to bless His people. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. He actually has called you to be blessed. He's called you to be blessed. It's His plan. It's His purpose that we ought to walk in His blessing. Amen. So 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through to 9. 1 Peter chapter 3, and it reads this, it says, Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Amen. So if you're taking note, number one, God's nature is a blesser. God's nature is a blesser. You know, I want you to get your pen and paper out because there's going to be a few scriptures because I want to give you a good biblical understanding on the blessing of God tonight. So number one, God's nature. I want you to think about the nature of God. His nature, His thoughts towards us are good, not of evil. Can you say amen? His thoughts towards us, He wants to help us and be a prosperous people and it's crucial that we understand that God does want to bless us you might be here and be like man pastor you're preaching full-on prosperity gospel now hey oh yeah God bless me God bless me no 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 listen listen tonight you know we can all have this misunderstanding isn't it right we can have this built-in reaction uh, and have this reflex against this particular topic. Oh, God's blessing. All oh, these preachers, man, these pastors always preach about the blessing. Oh, no, no. Let us look at the scriptures tonight. Amen. Let us look inside the scriptures and see the nature of God. That His nature is to bless and it's all throughout the scriptures. It'll blow your mind. If you're taking note, there's 544 usages of or different variations of the word bless there's a constant theme throughout the bible it's his nature it's not only what uh, he does it's who he is he is the one who wants to bless your life bless your family he wants to bless you incredibly and there's so much uh, testimonies, so much stories, examples of blessing that flow from a relationship with God. And it's all throughout the Bible. Think about Adam tonight. In the beginning, Adam was birthed into a blessing. He didn't deserve it. He didn't work hard for it. He was birthed into a blessing. Just who God is. In the Garden of Eden, God says it's not good enough that man should be alone. And so God goes, you know what? I want to bless this guy with a wife. I want to bless this guy with a wife that has some nice edges and stuff. You know what? That makes him, you know what? Smile on the inside. Makes his, you know, you know he makes him go wild. <laughs> oh, 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 pastor, what are you doing, man? Hey, God wants to bless, amen, his people. 
Come on. Hey. <laughs> I'm getting started. I'm just getting started. Let's go. <laughs> you know, Adam's happy. He's like, oh, yes, Lord, wakes up, and all of a sudden, oh, man, there she is. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Genesis 5, verse 2, listen to this. He created the male and female and blessed them, called them mankind, and in the day they were created, he called them blessed. Be fruitful and multiply. Bless them. In marriage, blessing flows in marriage. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Think about Abraham. This is the basis of the covenant of all God's dealing with his people, the blessing. Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, 17 through to 18. This is powerful. Listen to this. In blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be what blessed because you have obeyed my voice Isaac is another example blessed in his marriage to Rebecca Jacob blessed in his new nature blessed for working for his uncle Laban I, I think about Joseph in, you know, in this particular predicament, here is Joseph who has this dream of one day, you know what, there's going to be a massive blessing and favor upon his life. But what does he do? He goes through the pit. He goes through the prison. And most of us want to go to the palace. Most of us want the blessing. Come on. But we don't want to go through the pit. We don't want to go through the prison. And it's through these times when we're like, God bless me, God bless me. But God's taking you on another journey. God's taking you to the, to the pit. Whoa, God, is this you? Oh, I don't know. I don't want the pit. <laughs> oh, I, don't want, I don't want no, no prison. But listen, you've got to trust his leading. If you want to see breakthrough, come on. If you want to see the blessing of God, you've got to allow him to take you through some unfamiliar territory. You've got to allow him to lead you in places that you know you, should, you don't want to go to. But it's in these times where God's going to pour out his blessing if you obey his voice. Amen. This is the nature of God. It's not just what he does. It's who he is. Amen. Blessings flow from God like oxygen uh, to begin to help and produce the plants. It's his nature. Our nature. I said this morning, naughty by nature. Amen. That's who we are. We're sinful creations. We're sinful people. But God, he is the ultimate blesser. He is the blessinator. <laughs> moving on all right yes let's go let's go let's keep going <laughs> proverbs chapter 29 verse 13 listen to this the poor man and the oppressor have this in common the lord gives light to the eyes of both so we're talking about god he's wanting to bless both kind of people tonight matthew chapter 5 verse 45 that you may be the sons of your father in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust you see it's his nature he wants to bless people even throughout his creation the creation reflects his nature listen to hebrews 6 verse 7 for the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes up upon it and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives blessing from god amen God wants to bless us. It's his nature. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, 
eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. We can't even imagine, we can't even contemplate what God has for us. We can't even think and imagine in our minds of what God will do. God is a God, it's His nature that wants to move on your behalf. God is a God that wants to pour out His Spirit upon you. He wants to bless you incredibly and you mind, your mind can't even comprehend it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8. I told you I've been giving you some scriptures tonight. And God is able to make all grace, say all grace, abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things, say all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Verse 10, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, I love this one. Supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. You see, Peter's writing and he's not coming up with this new prosperity doctrine. Peter's writing and he's actually quoting the teachings of David the psalmist. He's actually quoting what Christ modeled. Blessed are those, blessed are those who persecute, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those. And Paul writes and he wants us to know, church, he wants us to know his nature. It's who he is. It's God. He's the one who wants to bless you incredibly. He wants us to understand. He wants us to get the whole revelation of Christ. Listen tonight. He wants us to understand the whole picture of God. The manifestation of a loving God, the Father. He's revealed God, the Redeemer, not just a judge, not just the God that sits on His throne and we think, oh, God just wants to condemn us. God is a, oh, He's a hard taskmaster. No, no, no. We've we got to have a bigger picture. He's also the Redeemer. He wants to bless people. And number two, let's talk about defining the blessing tonight. Because the word bless in Hebrew is Barak. B-A-R-A-K. Barak Obama. <laughs> Barak. It means to fill with benefits, either as an end in itself or to make the object blessed. A source of further blessing for others. The act of blessing in the New Testament is the verb eulegio. And it's the study of origin of words, reflecting the meaning of someone speaking blessing, speaking well of. And so here it is, the image of God. He wants to not only bless us, but He speaks blessing, wellness into our lives. Blessing us, sometimes just to bless us, sometimes to give us uh, the potential of also blessing others. Amen. We tend to limit our definition of blessing. Oh, God will just bless me and yeah, I'll have a good life. But no, no, no. God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. We limit our definition of blessing to financial or material gain, don't we? You know, that's, that's part of the blessing, but that's not all. De Deuteronomy. Oh, man, that's a mouthful. 28 verse 7 there you go the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face 
They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Yes, hallelujah. You see, God doesn't want to just bless you materially, financially. Listen, God wants to bless your life in terms of dominion. Oh, come on now. He wants to give you a victory in your life. Come on, somebody. God wants to give you spiritual power. He wants to bless you with all these things. And sometimes we think of God as a God that wants to bless us materially. No, no, no. He wants to bless you and cause you to win your battles. Just like we sang tonight. I'm going to see a victory. Because when we live according to his blessing, the image of God speaking over us, God giving us dominion, victory, spiritual power, the Lord will command his blessing on you in your storehouses, in all to which you set your hand. This is talking in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7. Uh, this is verse 8. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. Amen. Not only material things, but blessings to be held for the future. The storehouse is like Joseph. You know, seven years of grain was held back for a famine. This has to do with wisdom and insight and discernment. Sometimes God blesses you, but it's something for the future. You got to understand, you know what? God wants to prepare you for future events or crisis. Verse 9, listen to this. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 9, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you were called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be, listen to this, afraid of you. Man, come on now, your enemies, your, your, the people, I'm telling you, even just the spiritual warfare. Listen, they'll be afraid of someone who has the anointing of God. They, they'll be afraid of someone that has this supernatural touch upon their lives because they're living in the blessing of God. Amen. Verse 11 says this, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. Hallelujah. In the fruit of your body. Say amen, ladies. <laughs> In the increase of your livestock. Woo, yeah, you got some cows. Amen, come on. <laughs> and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, verse 12, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Amen, amen. We find these verses, that they mention these things like fruit of your body. Amen. We're, you know what, how grateful are we as parents and you know what, we can have children, hallelujah, amen. That the Bible talks about blessed is the man or uh, blessed is the family with whose quiver is full. The blessing of God. Get married and make babies. Amen. My wife's saying, amen, Bobby, amen. <laughs> She's like, oh man, Get, turn the mic off, turn the mic off. And we read the treasures of heaven. It's mentioning right there the blessing in your work. Amen. God blesses people who work. Come on now. God's blessing comes when you begin to work. It's a blessing that to have a job. That God begins to bless you not just for your own purpose or selfish gain. But it's to help bless other people in need. Amen. God wants to bless you to be a blessing. Can you say amen? amen? And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Verse 13. 
Wow. You shall be above only and not beneath. This is the blessing of leadership. Where God begins to exalt someone in a position in the gates. And I want to say this. You know, promotion comes from God. Promotion comes from God alone. I'm telling you, you know what? You can try and viper. Uh, vie for position you can try and uh, you know what manipulate or scheme your way through but listen promotion comes from God and that's the blessing amen we got to move when God moves and you know what this is the purpose for you and I amen listen to Romans chapter 4 verses 6 through to 8 it says this just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. How many know the greatest blessing of all is salvation? Yes, amen. You know what? The blessing is, and this is where you begin to live in God's blessing, is when you understand, you know what? You need to get saved. At the end of the day, you can stand before people and be like, oh, wow, great, great, great. But what about when you stand before God? Amen. When God will say to you, depart from me. I never knew you. Oh, many will say, Lord, Lord, the Bible says. Many will call and say, we did this in your name. We did this. And yet Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. Living in sin. Living in this unforgiveness. And listen, when you're living in sin, how many know you don't receive God's blessing? You don't receive God's blessing. Psalms chapter 3 verse 8 salvation belongs to the lord your blessing is upon your people sailor that word sailor means to pause for a minute and think about that salvation belongs to the lord your blessing is upon your people when someone decides to get saved when someone decides to become a child of god god's blessing now flows through that person and this is more than just success in life it's clear that it's a supernatural work of God on our behalf. Can you say amen? amen? Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he, he adds no sorrow with it. I love this verse. Write this verse down. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Amen. The blessing of God is untainted. It's, you know what, it's, it's, it's not uh, sinful. It's, it's dynamic. God, you know what, some people, they try to live for the blessing. They pursue happiness, but at the expense of their family. They try, they, they climb the corporate ladder, but lose their marriage. Yeah, they, they try and do all these things at the expense of loved ones. And this is why in Proverbs 10 verse 22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. That when he begins to promote you, that when he begins to bless your life, he adds no sorrow to it. It's pure. It's undefiled. With God's blessing, you don't have to lose your kids. With God's blessing, you don't have to lose your marriage. With God's blessing, amen, you don't have to lose your morals or your dignity. You don't have to lose your faith just to get ahead in life. Because you're trusting in his nature. You're trusting in the one who will take care of you. Amen. Let's close with number three, the critical nature of the blessing. Now the point of these series or these sermons is that we understand God's purpose in our lives. 
and the, the key is for us to enter into this blessing. And in our text, it says that you are called to this. According to Peter, you're called into this. And there's a danger when we don't uh, obey his calling to live in God's blessing. There's a real danger to that. You won't experience his favor. You won't experience the victories that God would want to do in your life. Because you're living outside of God's plan. You're living outside of God's purpose. And listen, if you do that, you miss God's blessing altogether. Amen. We're a testimony church. It's like uh, this whole theme is kind of like, you know what, God's dealing with maybe you tonight about being a testimony. That when people look at your life, what do they see? When people look at your life, what do they see? Someone having dominion in spiritual warfare? What do they see? What's their perception of God in your life? Some, you know what, have this character. You know what, God, you're, you're the one who takes care of all my needs. Amen. According to his riches and glory. And one of the greatest obstacles of the gospel, listen very carefully, is a small-minded poverty spirit. One of the greatest obstacles to the gospel is a small-minded and poverty spirit. You know, the devil loves to blur your perception. The devil loves to, you know what, blind our vision. He, he wants to blur the lines of our perspective of God and his nature. I mean, think about the garden. He attacked the Adam and Eve. He attacked the blessing of God. He's, you know what, they said to, the, the snake said to, um, the devil said to them, has God said, did God say, in other words, you can't, eat of any, you can't eat of any of the trees of the garden. So he's attacking them. You know, God had forbidden just one tree out of the multitudes or the forests in this particular garden. And Satan twists it around so that God has refused them the abundant blessing he has provided for them. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Salvation is the beginning. Salvation is the start of a blessed life. It starts with Christ. Can you say amen? It starts with uh, our hearts being bowed before Him, humble, broken before God to say, God, I need your forgiveness. God, I need you to wash away my sins, the guilty stains to be removed. That's where the beginning starts for a blessed life. And from there on, God is able to call us to blessing. So that purpose of God can begin to pour out upon your life. He said to Abraham in blessing you, I'm going to bless the whole earth. By blessing in the blessing of, by living in the blessing of God, we become the vessels. Amen. We become a conduit for God's nature to be expressed in his creation. Second Corinthians chapter 9 spoke of the blessing produced in thanksgiving. Instead of, you know, you becoming bitter and callous, you invent all sorts of theolo uh, theologies to explain why you aren't blessed. Oh, why aren't I, you know, oh man, why come I'm, where are you, God? The opposite of that is thanksgiving. The nature of religious people, man, is, is this, I'm just not blessed. I'm just not happy. I'm, I'm just complaining. But think about that tonight. Your testimony, your testimony. Wow, great advertising, sis. How does this reflect on God? Amen. We ought to 
be a reflection of Christ and His blessing. I'm going to close with this. 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 6 through to 9. It's the story of Queen Sheba. She heard of Solomon's fame. And this is, uh, listen to it, this is what she said of the king and what she saw in his life. Then she said to the king, it was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told to me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men and happy are these your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel because the Lord has loved Israel forever. Therefore, he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Amen. In this story alone, wisdom, joy, prosperity and blessing and guess what it reflected back on God and God received the glory from the queen amen when God blesses you may it be a reflection of him amen amen every head bowed every eye closed tonight the church world is filled with so many unfortunate characters that abuse the blessing you know, there's people who preachers who drive around in nice Jaguars, Jaguars to help people in their faith. There's a guy that says, uh, you know, my method of evangelism is driving my gold Cadillac. <laughs> I'm totally abusing, you know. <laughs> it's like yeah, people are praying, God bless me with a Cadillac <laughs> so I can be used by you. Amen. But God's blessing is far more greater than that. Can you say amen? Amen. You're here tonight, you know your heart's not right with God. You're here tonight and you're living in sin. You're far away from Him and you know it. I want to ask you the question, just like every service that we do. If you were to die tonight, where will you spend eternity? This is just between you and God now. This is more than just coming to church, singing some songs. But when all is said and done, where will you spend eternity tonight? God wants to give you eternal life. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. Listen, friend, there's going to be a time where the expired date on your life will come to a close. But there's good news tonight. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's good news for you, my friend, but the thing is, you must be born again. You've got to make the decision tonight to accept Christ in your life. Allow Him to forgive you of your sin. Allow Christ to wash away your sins. He died on the cross, and the blood pays our sins. Purchased us tonight. You, my friend. You're here tonight. You know your heart's not right with God. I want you to do one simple thing. Just raise your hand and say, yep, that's me. I'm not right with God. I see that hand in the back. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? You're not right with God. You know you're living in sin. You know you're away from Him tonight. But you be honest before the Lord and say, yep, that's me as well. You will join this honest heart. Say, yes, that's me. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you once had a relationship with Christ. I see that hand. Amen. Anyone else? I see that hand at the back. 
Anyone else, you want to join these honest hearts? You want to give your life to Christ? Say, that's me. I'm away from God. I want forgiveness. I need Christ in my life. God bless you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. God bless you. Any more? Any more people here tonight? You're away from God. You're living under a curse. You're away from God's blessing. But you want to come back to Christ. You want to give your heart to Jesus. You need to repent and turn from your sin, accept Christ in your life. If that's you, raise your hand with mine and, and these others and say, yes, that's me. I want to be saved. I want to be forgiven. I want to make heaven my home. If that's you, raise your hand with these honest hearts and say, yep, that's me. Amen. God bless you. Those of you who raise your hand, you look up for a minute. You